Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Do you know what I feel like doing? Running the ropes? Of course, I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Lowdown. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown on all things that are WWE-related, and I'm joined by my co-host. What up, guys? His He is NXT 2.0 to my NXT. What up, guys? Aim on the mic. So before we get into today's pod, I'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. I, I think we're long overdue for this podcast, and I think as the week goes by, there's more news to be had in the wrestling world, and let's just uh, start, I, depending on how these podcasts are released. Uh, we did a podcast talking about the big changes to WWE as far as who is in charge, that being Stephanie McMahon, Nick Khan, Triple no, H. Let's be real. It's really Triple H in charge of what we care about in WWE. Corporate stuff, it could be Stephanie and Nick Khan, but the stuff, the in-ring stuff, it's Papa H. Well, that's that's exactly the point. It's yeah. like, what we care about most is Triple H, just being in charge of creative, having and more talent, say. And, and talent relations, that's a hiring, firing people. Exactly, so he's going to do it the right way compared to the wrong way that the old regime did. Oh, budget cuts. Budget cuts. And speaking of budget cuts, I think today's topic for uh, choices around the WWE are going to be our pretty much our bold predictions for the new management that's in WWE. Like, what are we thinking? Like, who's going to be champion soon? Who might not be? And then wrestlers that can come back slash did come back because it seems as if AEW and WWE are kind of competing in the race of who is coming back each and every week. And I think now at any time, it's great because before, with all the Rogers cuts, the roster felt thin. So this is the perfect time to hire more people to make that roster feel more bloated a little bit more. What is the old saying in um, in trading? It's like buy low, sell high, something like that. Yeah, if it's low, if it's a low stock, you buy. If it's high, you sell. No, you do the reverse. Throw the market no, off balance. No, 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 no. Financial tips are being brought here at the Get Comfy Podcast. <laughs> not by me. No, not by me. you. Not by you. I want to, I guess, this this trend of wrestlers coming back uh, kind of started at SummerSlam. Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. It definitely did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and this is off base, like, loose memory here. Um, at SummerSlam, we got the returns of Bailey from injury, so I don't really count that, but she's back. Another big call up, Io Shirai, now known no. as Io Sky. You gotta yell it. You gotta yell All it. All caps. I'm not yelling, but you get the gist here. And then a surprise out of what seems to be thin air, Dakota Kai coming back. She was one of the talents that was released in that mass exodus of WWE talent. I, I did not. Whatever year that. that was. It I feels like even, it's all together. I didn't even know she got released, honestly. You see, that was the thing. There was a few months, and of course we were we did a podcast surrounding it. It was just like week after week. There yeah. was not released. There was big names, like quietly let go. All the names just blurred together. It really did, and I guess that was one of the big uh, turnarounds as far as having Dakota Kai come back as one of those 
X release superstars. Mm-hmm. Since then, and you correct correct me if I'm wrong, we've had the return of not only Karrion Cross, but Scarlet Bordeaux mm-hmm. as the original gimmick that everyone enjoyed. Not the gimp suit, none of that stuff. Please don't. We've had the return of Dexter Loomis. Which is I think is probably the best call up so far. Oh, hands down. Yeah. And then as of last night, great time that we decided to record this because if we did the podcast the day before or last week and predicted this, but the podcast didn't come out. Anyway, Johnny Gargano is back in WWE. That and you also forgot about the original three trails of um, Hit Row. That's right. Hit Row, but without Isaiah Swerve Scott. You bet he's not the original three, so it doesn't really matter. I guess, kind of. Well, he's an AW, so that's a thing. But um, yeah, Hit Row is back as well. I, mm-hmm. It just goes to show you that every week it's kind of like one upping itself. And I got something later in the pod. You already know what I'm going to say because this is my boy. But I feel like there's a bigger return on the horizon. Hopefully. Oh, the fiend. Oh, why? come on. We got to at least bait them to the end mm-hmm. of the podcast. Well, you can't they- just. I mean, if they follow you on social media, they know who's your boy. Well, they know, but anyway, um, these returns are great. Like mm. you said at the top of the pod, the roster that is Raw, SmackDown, and I'd even go as far to say NXT, um, there are thin margins between the top talent, mid-card, and then, of course, your jobbers. Yeah. But I feel as if all of these returns that have been great to see over the past couple weeks they have been returns that not only set them up to go for a higher title like you mentioned i think in our previous uh talking about wwe pod that you were surprised carrying cross was put in such a high stakes like position so early yeah but i feel like if you want to make a now that you know the dust has settled because i wasn't expecting him boom right off the gate but now, since the dust kind of settled all of them, like that's a great way to make your return. Because Drew McIntyre was like, "Wasn't the did I get attacked? Did I get? Did I just get jumped by the guy who was just wearing a dominatrix suit?" And I'm like, "They're doing a great um, that was a great real uh, uh, great callback to what they did when he first called up, and now he's like, I'm back to where my my roots are." Exactly, and it's all about those superstars coming back as they were like. None of this extra added on baggage. Like we talked about Karen Cross having that gimp suit when he first came up to the main roster. He was treated as a joke. And I believe at the time he had a feud with Jeff Hardy and mm-hmm. he lost to Jeff Hardy just mm-hmm. out of the blue. Well, you know, because he just got Jeff just got his um, theme song back. And then I think it was like the crowd just came back. So, of course, you need you're going to have Jeff Hardy win. And also you got to think about it. NXT is a developmental Curry and Cross is a rookie coming up. Of course, he's going to lose to a veteran like Jeff. That's what I still I don't get when people get upset. Oh, he lost his first match. Yeah, he should because he's in the bigger pond. Yeah, and that's the problem with the NXT call-ups. It's always like, I get they're the darling of NXT. Like, you can even go as far to say, like, Johnny Gargano was scared to come to the main roster because of you know, the treatment of talent moving up. And that's not to say like, he's a coward for doing that. I personally, me, if I was put in that spot, I was NXT through and through. I represented the brand, the top guy. 
and day in day out proved it. I wouldn't want to go to the main roster to reset all of my accomplishments and mm-hmm. then you know, but I get there is that like you're still a rookie, like this is the big time now. You're on the main roster. You gotta there's some things you just gotta take. You gotta take yeah. your lumps. And um you talk about your accomplishments because so far like a bunch of NXT call up not really talk about the stuff they've done in the past. This past week, Johnny Gargano came by and he actually said, "If because there were some people in the crowd, they're like, who is this guy? And then he was like, some people look confused who I am. I'm kind of a big deal. Here are the things I did. And by the way, he was also, there was no like surprise. There was like no hints of it. Literally rebel hard play when the ring was empty. Yeah, like... It's always like we always said that whenever you went to the main roster, anything you did in NXT, just men in black mind wipe mm-hmm. doesn't exist. Don't care. But his presentation, again, he's obviously going into a feud with Theory, I believe, moving forward. And I'm he, sorry. And you it know, broke your heart. I knew broke, it. It broke my heart. It really broke. You know, I was a huge fan of the way I love Johnny Gogan. Oh, my God. It broke my heart. It broke my heart. I'm so upset about it. (laughs) Whenever I seen that happen, because like I I was watching Raw, I think it was like the Kevin Owens match against the Alpha Academy, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to switch to something else or I'm going to play some games. And then the big mistake during Papa H's era. Yeah, I was like, I didn't. I'm still in that pre Triple H mindset (laughs) where I'm like, all right, I've seen enough. Like, I'm going to let that breathe. And then I wake up this morning and I check my phone. And I'm like, Johnny Gargano returned. <laughs> I'm like, AEW wasn't last night. It's Monday Night Raw. And then sure enough, boom, here we mm. go. Now, the returns every week. And this is the same thing with AEW. Oh, yeah, AEW did a lot of it. Yeah, I think it was. Which one's on Friday? Rampage. Rampage was the show that like, oh, somebody's coming this Friday. And then kind of burnt out now. Since they got like, all the people they really wanted. Yeah, and like I don't want to just keep like bashing AW, and I think it's WWE's doing the same thing right now, where it's like every single week we're getting someone coming back and it's kind of getting stale. It's like every week you're going to expect somebody, and then like let's say we're in mid November, who else could come back? Well, during the mat, during the week. Of Raw, and it was the week where it had it had um, AJ versus Lashley, and no returns came that week. So I was like, "All right, not every week are we going to get a new return." And everyone thought it was going to be that week since it was no. Everyone thought it was going to be the week, the week prior to that when it was Champa versus Lashley because that was in um, uh, Gargano's hometown. That was it was in Cleveland. I, yeah. I, I like those returns to happen after big pay-per-views. I think Clash at the Castle, like post like the Raw after, SmackDown after, mm-hmm. would have been a perfect spot to introduce like Johnny Gargano back into the fold. Yeah. Not that to say that like, it diminishes it. I think they need a match for mm-hmm. Clash at the Castle for Theory. And what better way? And this is like the first UK pay-per-view in a very yeah. long time. The last like, one was in... No, it was... Um... Revolution, I believe it was. Which, gosh, that was how long ago? It's just showing you that, like, they're putting a lot of stock in these people coming back. Now, I want to shift focus from the people coming back to potential others. Before you you do that, I want to talk about the Gargano and Theory real quick. 
Yeah, of course. And then, and, and which, which I, I'm glad Derry came out and he wasn't like such a hero or just ended up attacking Gargano. He was, he was still a prick because character. He's like, I did everything that like, you did. You set out to wanted to do, but I did it first. But you know, you were, you still took me in. He wasn't like, I'm done with you. You're away. He's like, no, I still, I really appreciate you taking me in. Uh, you could probably carry my bags. Like still that like backhanded compliment. Yep. Kind of and I'm like, okay, I like that. It's not like, all right, I'm better than you now. I'm going to turn my back. I'm still going to give you my respect for taking me in, showing me the way. And for old times, let's do the, I can't even do the handshaking. Long, the, the hand five because the super kick comes right out. <laughs> He's going to start crying. He's going to start crying. I also like, and you mentioned this, uh, we didn't jump into Ciampa Gargano. Like, it's kind of the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens thing where it's like, we've gotten our taste of it, let it breathe, and then give it the stage it deserves. I think mm-hmm. that's a WrestleMania match through and through. You can, I mean, they did it at TakeOver, obviously. Yeah. How many times? But if you're going to do it on the main roster, Triple H era, I think that's a either SummerSlam or obviously a WrestleMania oh, match yeah, in the making. And I think, you know, WWE lost that gap where Daniel Bryan left, and I think Johnny Gargano could be the next Daniel Bryan, be that underdog, and carry the company just like how Bryan did. Oh, he ha- like one hundred and ten percent. He has to be, and I hate using the next insert wrestler's name here. Mm-hmm. He has to be the next Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he fits the mold perfectly. The crowd is behind him. He has a banger music. I love Rebel Heart. It's my second behind Baron Corbin's old theme. Nah, the, the, the way was pretty good too. The way song. Yeah, we'll let that we'll let that go. <laughs> um, but now I guess we're changing pace to wrestlers that could come back as the week goes on. Again, I want to say we're recording this on Tuesday, and SmackDown August is yet 23rd. to air. August yeah, August twenty third. SmackDown is yet to air. <laughs> hey, if we call it, it's just a great time to be alive. I also want to say this because we also know next the following week after the twenty third, which is the. 29th, Kurt Angle is coming back as an appearance because they're in Pittsburgh. So, yeah, see, if you watch Raw and not turn it off, you would have known. I saw the Instagram post. Don't worry. (laughs) I just kind of was like, all right, Kurt Angle. Are we, should we start there? I mean, I know he's not coming back to be a full-time wrestler. No, but But I'm just saying, like, we, we can, if you don't say Kurt Angle, it's just because he is announced to be part of Raw next week. You think this is you think this is a uh, big boy Gable Gable Stevenson? Oh my, maybe maybe finally she was like, all right, come on, let's go, button. Well, that's but the I, thing. I don't, I don't believe Gable is going to be put on the main roster straight away. I think now that Triple H is on portrayed, I think he's going to put him in NXT. Even though the Jab said he was on Raw, but you know, but if anyone, I think mind wipe. Why mind wipe? Um, either you know. You have him, you have Chad Cable introduce the next person in the Alpha Academy and Gable Stevens beats him, or you have you have Kurt Angle be like, All right, I was in the Picaro, here it comes, and then you have Chad Cable come out, interrupt, be like, Thank you, I know I'm an Olympic hero too, and then Gable Stevens comes out. Kurt be like, No, now you this one and then he comes, Germans him over the ring, over the ropes. And then you have you have to you have Chad versus Gable. The winner gets to the name Gable. He gets to keep Gable. That's actually hilarious. I didn't even think about that until you're saying it. 
I, you know, if Jason Jordan was a candidate to come back, I feel like that would have been. Well, he has a neck injury. Well, granted, Daniel Bryan, Edge, Stone Cold, Paige. You can say it for anybody now. If yeah. anybody can come back. Speaking um, of coming back. Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habit. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe bl what do you think is gonna come back so i mean obviously i'm gonna i'm gonna get it out of the way now and just say it the oh, fiend you, you know, i was gonna say you don't want to save it for the last no because the i can't just bottle this anymore <laughs> the fiend i feel is a prime candidate to come back with triple h in charge mm-hmm. the creative is i from what we gather from all the reports, the creative was the problem. And to have the character, the fiend, not only be a top merch seller, and this is me not being biased, it's just straight by the numbers. The fiend was a merch seller. People were behind him. And you've seen the reaction whenever he lost the title to Goldberg. The fiend needs its due diligence. I feel like a Triple H run with that creative. Heck, don't even give him a title. Let him just be that overarching mystical figure in WWE. Just like the next Undertaker. Yeah, who doesn't need the title and just let him rip. I I feel like if you bring that fiend and he's, I don't, I don't think we should get another fiend. I think we should, because Bray's so genius, he can make anything up. I think you can make some, as much as everybody wants the fiend, I think the fiend has been dragged to the ground, it's been dead. And Bray comes back, and Bray might not even want to go with the Fiend. He might pick someone, something different. He could be the Winnie the Pooh guy. Oh my now. god! That movie's coming out soon, I think. So you know, I'm gonna get it out of my way now. Since okay. you picked your boy, I'm gonna pick my boys. Two boys actually, which I actually found out their contract is up right now, but they're still working. And that is a couple of good brothers. Really, Lou Gallows and Carl Anderson's contracts are up on TNA. There are TNA Tag Team Champions, but they're still working as free agents for them. But now the Triple H is up, is the head of creative. I think um, Triple H can tell them to come back. Let's bring back the club. Ah, see, 
I don't know. They're always an interesting option. And given, you know, AJ Styles' stance in the company, he's kind of floundering about, uh, hell, he was in a match with Lashley a week ago. I don't know. He always kind of is one to intrigue me a little bit uh, as far as the Good Brothers go. The tag team division, I, I would argue, is very scarce. And, you know... I guess adding more people to that mix could be something worth exploring. Another another duo. Let's talk about duos while we're at it. Oh, um, before you before you go before you yes. do that, I, I just thought of something. You were looking at me and I was contemplating, and I was thinking because you know you said AJ is flowering in there like you know doing nothing, but wh- why does it have to be with AJ? Why can't the cl- the Good Brothers attack? Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley from behind, and then you turn them back to baby faces, and then you have Finn Balor, Balor Club, as it needs to be, and you have just a couple good brothers, a part of a club, one by um a Balor. I I get that, and it's always been a thing to have the club proper in WWE. It's always that thing of you know. Let's get AJ, let's get Shinsuke, let's get the Good Brothers and all them together and Finn to create the club in WWE. Bullet Club being, but it's obviously just going to be called the club. All the OC. All of it. They have three names. The OC. I forgot about that. That was a thing is, under AJ. Yeah, and and which also was a show back in the 2000s, but we don't really talk about that. We don't, just like we don't talk about Bruno. Um, I guess, <laughs> I guess while we're on the subject of duos... Um, I want to bring up the, the elephant in the room, Sasha Banks and Naomi. I I think tournament at the end of the tournament. I think that's a good shout, especially since there's been, um, a resurgence in the women's tag team titles. People getting injured in in the tournament. Toxic attraction just got injured. Yeah. What a shot. Yeah. No, I don't know. I haven't been really following it. But Nikita Loins and Zoe Starks got pulled from the tournament or something. Well, Zoe, Zoe Starks, whoever didn't fight Mandy at NXT, it was Zoe Starks who fight Mandy, right? Yeah. So the other one got um, recussion. Oh. And then, and then, um, then one of the members of Talks to Distraction also got a concussion too. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, Gigi Dolan, I believe. Yeah. That was a couple weeks or like a week ago. Which the, uh, is that the lady with the orange hair? Yes. She looks like a young Becky Lynch just because she has orange hair. That's mine. Just, just because. Yeah. But um, let's focus on the woman with the blue hair, and let's talk about Sasha Banks and Naomi. They left again. It's just the trend of superstars who walk out of WWE. Creative differences. It's, I guess, beating the same drum over and over again, but this is why they leave. And Sasha Banks primarily is very much a Triple H darling, you know, it's well documented too that Triple H has stock in both Triple H or not Triple H. Triple H has Triple stock. H has, Triple H has stock with Triple H. Yes, exactly, exactly. He has stock in himself. There's going to be that handshake picture backstage of with just him sh- pointing, shaking pointing. his own hand or in a mirror. Oh, pointing himself. Oh, the point picture. Forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of stock in Sasha Banks and Naomi as a team. Everyone loves them. I, I get it. I get why. And again, like what you said, end of the tag team tournament, I think 
could be a good landing spot for these two. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to pitch one. Another superstar? I want to pitch one because mm-hmm. I believe out of everybody, Fiend included, who has been wronged, who has been misused. Do you who, think my boy, I swear to God. Uh, all right. So he's been wronged, misused, and was presented as, shout out to Brock Lesnar, the next big thing. Keith Lee. Well, he's on a contract right now. He's under contract, but if I had to pick somebody to come back under Triple H, it, mm-hmm. it was Gargano number one, Keith Lee, and then I'm going to say Adam Cole, but he's very well ingrained in AEW. Oh yeah, he's like the he's like the main star there. So I'm going Keith Lee mm-hmm. because you've seen that the shot of him holding the North American and NXT Championship, who he beat Adam Cole to get. I just cannot, it's to this day, it's him and The Fiend and him and Bray Wyatt, how WWE at the time messed up both of those characters. Mm-hmm. And they wanted Adam Cole to be a manager. It ties them all together even more. Keith Lee was presented at the Royal Rumble going against Brock Lesnar, again at Survivor Series against Roman Reigns. It was that stare down. It was like, yes, Keith Lee is that dude. And if I had to pick anybody, it's Keith Lee. As as Brock said, big boy. Exactly. Um, you know that's a good pick. Yeah, you Keith Lee, a really good pick on the contract. You know, might we have to wait four years, five years? Yeah, Adam Cole's also a good pick as well. Um, so I'm gonna go with one of my my boys, and it is the Long Island IZ, the boy all the way from the Forgotten Islands of Long Island. Mr. Matt Cardona, who is in our resurgence of his career, the next Drew McIntyre, I would like to say the way the way he's going right now. I can see that. Bring him back as Matt Cardona, as his heel persona on the Indies. Yeah. Why not? You and know. It, and since and then, what a way to make it announced TV fourteen is when you don't announce it at all. Like, oh, this week's show is TV fourteen. You have Matt Cardona come and. You say everything you can't say in the PG era, but be like, I don't care. I'm Matt Cardona. I'm the guy who doesn't give a fuck. But you still have you have the show TD, TV 14, but you don't announce it. You don't say anything. You'll have Matt Cardona say all this stuff, and everyone's like, he's saying this on a PG show. They're not believing it out. What's going on? And that'd be a great way to bring in the TV 14 era back, to have Matt Cardona be the one to bring it in and say it. Also, we also forgot... About Johnny Gargano, baby wrestling. I want to. I want to say that out. Oh, uh, Quill. No, no he, how he got everyone cr- chanting baby wrestling. Oh, yeah. oh. I was about to say, what is his son going to come in no. the ring and fight somebody? <laughs> Who is, is there a newborn baby? Another one on the roster that we can uh, get in there. And so you, uh, hopefully, hopefully, you have it. Have all the people that have kids go fight each other in a mini battle royale. And another person I want to say, because you said Adam Cole and. Um, and um, uh, Keith Lee, somebody who I feel like needs a redemption, a huge one, is Mike Bennett. Ooh. Because that was a privileged guy, and then Vince just ruined him to the ground. And it's someone who should have been in NXT, too. Yeah, he very well should have. Uh, he's one of those people that, you know, again, the transition to the main roster killed a lot of people. It took a lot of people out of the fold as far as being main event players 
and it also diminished their their role in the WWE. They did everything they could to, you know, to build themselves up on the main roster and then create something bigger for themselves. Now, I don't know if you can classify this as a main roster call up or resurgence of one final one just for for the heck of it. I want to see Wade Barrett come back. Stu Bennett. One little run. Give him something to do. Send him. Um, I remember I said, I think I sent it to you on Instagram. They're like, oh, have Wade Barrett come back. or have him run the Nexus with Roderick Strong. Matt, like a new version of the Nexus. And like have these underrated superstars that aren't doing anything. And have that. How'd you feel about that? Because you just liked it. You didn't say you would want it. Would you want to like have a new Nexus with like all these underrated superstars that are you being used that's just been in endless feuds would you want that i would want like to give like a nexus lineup give me wade barrett as the leader obviously roderick strong mustafa Mm -hmm. ali give me dominic dijakovic none of this t-bar nonsense (laughs) and then i don't know a woman a woman a woman give me I think Zoe Stark could fill yeah. that role. Uh, or Nikita Dan- Loins. Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. That's a good the one. Muscle. You, you can make her the muscle of it. But, wow, Wade I would not expect you to say Wade Barrett. That's the well, last. I just like Wade Barrett. I've always, I always thought, like, you always you told us the last podcast, I see titles <laughs> like that working man's title. I think Wade Barrett has represented that title so well when he 100%. held it. And regardless when he was like Space Lord, Barrett, whatever, like, I I think he did great. Um, I also would like to add to the Nexus real quick. Solo Sokoa would be uh, perfect. Solo Sokoa as one of those impromptu, uh, those people that can just come in and be like the brawler of the group. Who's that dude with the mask in uh, the Nexus back in the day? Oh, Mike Mike, uh, Mike Tarvin. Something Tarvin. like that. Something like that. But yeah, like that was that Wade Barrett thing was more or less like uh, fantasy booking. Uh, so you want to talk about fantasy booking? Bring me back. My last person would be Eva Marie. Oh no! Bring, bring, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm about to say stop you. Like that's a that is one of the worst takes you could have ever given. Um, I don't know Hornswoggle. That was pretty hot. That was pretty bad. But um, somebody serious though. You know, Samoa Joe is one of my other guys. He's signed to Ring of Honor. Drake Maverick. Yeah. Triple H did bring him back when he first got released and made him a superstar in NXT. Give me Drake Maverick. And put him, uh, keep him in NXT. Have him win the title. I can see that. Drake Maverick is always one of those uh, formerly rock star spud. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down for it because he has that underdog gimmick working mm-hmm. for him already. He has the story. He's been released. He's the man that just cannot get released like yeah. fully. So, yeah, I'm for it. I'm for oh, it. There's One more. Sorry, because I just look at the wrist right now. Two yeah. more. Well, I'm going to save the other one to see what you think. Um, Tyler Breeze, my boy, also. Bring Would him back you bring back Mandango? Absolutely. Even though I want Tyler Breeze to be himself, but, you know. They're good. And then I know I said last one, but I want your thoughts. Because this is a H guy, Papa H guy, the dream. Oh, Velveteen Dream. I feel like that's too like controversial to bring back. 
I feel like there's too much, or is it the word polarizing? It's controversial. Yeah. Um, there's too much surrounding him. Yes, mm-hmm. he was a phenomenal talent in the ring, but given everything outside of it, I, I just it would be a bad look for him for yeah. sure. It's that's more of the ones I wouldn't. Um, I also, for the life of me, if thinking about like the fashion police coming back, it would be a nice view to set up with uh, what is it, your boy L.A. Knight's uh, mm-hmm. little L A. You gotta do the point. L A nine, yeah, you dummy. Yeah, it, that could be a good feud right away. TV fourteen's coming, yeah. so they can definitely build off some cool gimmicks there. But um, that's about it for the Get Comfy Lowdown. We hope you guys enjoyed. This show goes live every Wednesday morning. We got the Get Comfy podcast every Sunday morning and the Get Comfy Game Break every Friday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, the Believe Network. I have been Kalo, joined by the one and only. I am on the mic, and I hope you guys find your way. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.